This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Good morning. I'm Adora Namigadde, and this is The Rundown. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson isn't saying whether the city will chip in more money along with the state of Illinois and Cook County to care for migrants. The city of Chicago was absent from the state and county's announcement yesterday of $250 million to help the city house asylum seekers. State and county officials say their forecasts anticipate there's a $70 million gap in what's needed to maintain services for the year. But Johnson wouldn't commit to the city coming up with the money. To talk about a single number without fully knowing all of the complexities that relate to this mission is um, it's short-sighted. So there could be a situation where whatever number that is being floated right now, that may not be enough. He does say the city alone would have a difficult time shouldering the costs at the current rate at which people are arriving. (laughs) Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker will give his State of the State address next week. And the comptroller, who handles the state's financial accounts, has a few budget requests. Comptroller Susanna Mendoza manages the state's $2 billion rainy day fund. That's a reserve to keep the state running through unforeseen revenue declines. Mendoza wants the governor to prioritize putting any new available money toward the fund. Hold the line on any, you know, kind of uh, non-essential new spending, right? So, um... That's a good formula for success is to err on the side of being conservative with our budget estimates. Mendoza says Pritzker should also work to pay off the state's $142 billion pension debt. Incumbent Iris Martinez is facing a tough re-election battle after just one term overseeing the Cook County Circuit Court system. As clerk of the Circuit Court, Martinez oversees tens of millions of documents and some 1,400 workers. Her job is administrative but the Cook County Democratic Party wants her out of politics. Martinez won four years ago without their endorsement, and she has backed other candidates the party did not slate. Martinez says she ran against the party because there was no Latino at the top of the ticket for a countywide office. When you don't go with the flow, when you don't kiss that ring, it's unfortunate to say. Her opponent, Mariana Sparopoulos, has far more money. Records show she loaned herself nearly $900,000 on Valentine's Day. The primary is March 19th. It's a brand new day for Chicago Cubs manager Craig Council. Council is out in Arizona for spring training after replacing David Ross in a surprise off-season move. The former Milwaukee Brewers manager says his years competing against the Cubs gave him insight into the team. There's some familiarity from competing for sure, and, and that feels good. It really does. And really, there's already a connection there because of that, um, and I like that, and it's a place for us to start, uh, start a conversation. Council led Milwaukee to three NL Central titles as manager of his hometown franchise often frustrating Chicago with his ability to get the most out of his teams. And something else you should know today, the School of the Art Institute of Chicago has a new leader. The downtown school yesterday announced Jisun Lee Isbara as its new president. Isbara is currently the provost of the Otis College of Art and Design in Los Angeles. According to a release from the school, Isbara is the second woman to serve as president of the School of the Art Institute in its 158 year history. Today's weather, we're expecting cloudy skies with a high in the low 30s. 
and tomorrow should be sunny with the weather peaking in the high 20s. Later today, we get a peek behind the curtain at the newly renovated Remova Theater. It was built in the 1920s as a movie theater, and it's been vacant since the 80s, at least until Emily and Tyler Nevis came in. The first thing that I think anyone noticed walking into this space in 2021 was the silt and dust that was on the ground. It felt like walking on a beach. Now it's an operating music venue, brewery, and diner. Rundown producer Justin talks to Emily and Tyler about renovating the theater. That convo is today at one o'clock. But if you're itching to learn more before then, my colleague Courtney wrote an article about the theater. You can read that at WBEZ.org. I'm Adora Nambigade. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.